0: Playing poke around here. This is gross. i am going build like Bob, I'm out here. Build a wall for them all to fall around here. The higher you climb, the further you fall. Too so many tried, and they all fall around here. Cause I've been at my job around here. Gotta run while they taking a jog around here. The more do you try, the harder you fall. When you be trying to keep the pace while I'm trying to ball. Now I don't care what the others been talking about, talking about shit, they don't ever walk it out, I don't even care I don't even care I don't care what the cowards been talking about Talking about shit They don't walk it out, I don't even care No, I don't even care I don't care what the sucker been talking about Probably been butter, been fucked just to talk about I don't even care I don't even care what a sucker wanna talk about care what they talk about, if it ain't love, excuse the French, but I don't give a fuck about it, I don't even
1: care,
0: no I don't even care, I know they gon' talk about it. see the way that they hating on the movement, and want the sunshine, we in the rain just to do this, many getting lost in this life without a clue in, stuck in the game and they ain't even got a shoe in, key to the lock in the cage and they knew this, why they would do anything to exclude this, But we brought a lot to the page and in. What we do for the movement I'll turn these pages to feathers And these feathers to wings That I might fly so high already know what the power's been talking about Talking about but they ain't gonna walk it out I'm already there Beyond the limits of the
2: outer mind Recording And I don't have the other beat things going So yeah all right, Tryon, so we were just talking about phone numbers. Yeah, I kept my Boston phone number just because, why not?
1: Well, there's no reason to change them around anymore. I mean, long distance calling's kind of a thing of the past.
2: Yeah. Yep. Soon international, I'm sure. Like, they're still getting us now, but, I mean, we have so many internet-based ways to make phone calls and communicate. It's, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people nowadays that are going to even the over IP just for a uh, landline because it's easier to use their internet connection than it is to have a phone line brought in.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even my parents, finally, like, they had, like, they had three cell phones for a while where they were like, oh, this one cell phone's our, our home cell phone. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and they were like, because. So, you know, we can give it to creditors and whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm that's like, that's what, <laughs> that's what that's the disposable Google phone numbers are for.
1: I was going to say, that's the phone
2: that's never off of silent. Yeah. <laughs> yep, for sure. So, how was is, how is the new Doctor Strange?
1: Uh, it was a good movie. It was. Um, I was trying to uh, go into it with an open mind, considering that I would read a couple of reviews and they were talking about it being a
2: good horror movie and everything. Eh, I didn't get that, but it was it was a good Doctor Strange movie horror movie have they seen some of the other marvel movies
1: yeah i i I don't know i mean i guess there were some jump scares in it and there were and there were a couple moments that i mean if you went to sleep watching doom and i slipped in a couple of these
2: uh periods of the movie you wouldn't know you were seeing anything different but Mm. other than that it's pretty standard for marvel all right Well, well, I'll be looking forward to it, you know, when it comes out on Disney eventually. (laughs) We we don't really like going to theaters, so.
1: Mm. Uh, I can see that. I wasn't much of a fan myself, but my wife has always liked to, and when we moved up here, there's a theater that's like a mile down the road that has $5 Movie Tuesdays, so it's something she likes to do, and, well, I don't mind it that much. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, That's not terrible And it's probably like pretty dead Tuesday afternoon or morning or whatever Yeah, there so. was
1: like 10 people in the theater with us
2: That's not terrible So, and then like easily Bring in your own snacks <laughs> Apparently it's not even a crime So, so be it
1: <laughs> No, no, if, if you just carry in a little bit Of something, but I'm, I'm a sucker for the movie Theater popcorn, so
2: Yeah, yeah, it's just buttery goodness Yeah, it is Yeah so, one of the reasons I started following you and, uh, you know, love your content is your fun gardening facts of the day as well as the cannabis facts of the day.
1: Well, and I'm happy to hear that. I uh, pretty much started the Instagram as a way to get some of my cannabis knowledge out there. It's stuff that I've picked up over, a, you know, a long time. I started reading books and stuff when I was 15 years old and wanted to be a pot farmer. Damn. Um, We're quite a bit boys from back
2: then. Yeah. So that's your job now, right? Isn't that what you do?
1: well right now uh yes yeah. so i am uh, my company is in the research and development phase and if you watch me on instagram you will see that i'm working in a very small room uh, the reason being is i'm trying to develop the processes that i can use to maximize the limited square feet that i'm going to have whenever i receive a micro business license in the state of new york mm. uh, at the same time everything in a micro business from growth to production to sales has to occur in the same building so i have to learn the processes to make the best edibles the best rods and the best vape cartridges in house
2: yeah that'll be interesting to see how you develop that because i'd like to start doing my own vape stuff at home so
1: i don't know if it's possible i mean honestly i would love if we were just to call this a plant and everybody could grow what they wanted and then we could all learn how to use it to the best of our ability. Unfortunately, we've got to be a little bit more regulated than that.
2: Yeah, for now. I feel like it's getting almost to the point where federally it'll be legal and then it'll just be state by state, which most of the states are legalizing it anyway. And Yeah, so. Now, uh,
1: at this point, over half of the country is in a place where they can legally go buy it. So. Yep. Uh, it's not gonna be much
2: longer I can't imagine yeah although there I you know as as great as it would be for everybody to be able to grow it like you know realistically you know not everybody's gonna grow it because they don't have the green thumb or they don't have the space or they don't have the time or whatever else excuse you want to do so you know but it would be nice to to just make it easier so that then the quality at the local dispensary would be better
1: Oh, absolutely. That would be um, the goal. I, I find it funny that in the cannabis industry, not not the the legacy market that we've all known all our lives, but mm. cannabis industry itself, they keep trying to treat it like any other business. Yeah. Fix the problems with money, and this isn't a problem that you can fix with money. This is this is the plant. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you got to know how to do it.
2: Right. Yeah. And this is something that farmers have been struggling with for hundreds of years. Is it like, how do we get this product, like, you know, as inexpensively as possible, but, you know, still maintain quality? Exactly. And I don't think that the dispensaries are hitting the nail on the head with the quality because
1: every time I've went and bought something that was uh, from a legitimate dispensary, it's been over dry, it's been Mm -hmm. just kept around for too long, and the potency's not really there.
2: Yep. Yeah, in Massachusetts, we had some some decent dispensaries, like to the point that I just thought dispensary weed was good. And <laughs> then I came, and then I came to Virginia, and I'm like, "What the hell is this shit?" is <laughs> like, the real stuff. Yeah, is this what people like I'm complaining about. Like, I don't like it. Um, but I've heard um, even now that like the Massachusetts stuff, like my husband used to work for one um, up there, like a big one and uh that even that place is not able to keep up and you know it's a lot of like um continued mold problems continued like not keeping up with genetics problems and like yeah they just and they had problems even when he was there of like not being able to retain their head grower and whatever else and so is what it is
1: but I kind of why I just sit in my corner and laugh at everybody's big plans because you can have all the money in the world but <laughs> until you take the time to learn how to grow the plant the right way yeah. you're wasting it
2: <laughs> yeah yeah or just the, the way that works in the facility like in the, the area that you're growing like, because a, a major facility um, is not you know the same as like my grow tents and my you know basement or upstairs or whatever it's just
1: exactly uh and that's one of the reasons why i'm researching developing in the way i am Mm -hmm. because uh with the micro business you're going to get 2500 square feet but there's nothing telling me that i can't bring my size of individual rooms down so say i keep each strain in its own individual room and that way if there is a problem i can isolate that problem into that room mm-hmm. and still keep my other very secure individual uh ventilation systems and everything they're still safe just right. the one room has to be cleaned up
2: right yeah or maybe the temperature needs to be adjusted or whatever it is
1: so well, yeah well unfortunately uh whenever you find that you have a mold bloom mm. um i would say that anything that is in that same room with that mold bloom it might as well just go to the trash. Yeah. Those old spores are, they're, there's, they're in the air everywhere, but whenever you get an actual bloom, there's millions upon millions of them on everything
2: in that space, and there's no way to make that wheat clean again. Ugh. Ew. Yeah, well. ew. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I keep thinking like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to, to have a grower job, and then I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know anything. <laughs> What am I thinking? Why would I do that? (laughs) Well,
1: I I mean, it's... I know
2: very little, anyway.
1: It's not that you know very little. I mean, uh, whenever I'm talking with almost anybody, I kind of overwhelm them with the knowledge. But this is something that I've spent... When I was 13 years old and they asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up, I said I wanted to be a pot farmer. Mm. I mean, we've got over 20 years of me reading on a daily basis so that I would have the knowledge whenever the legal change took place. I would be ready to go. I've got the knowledge, I just don't got the money that these other guys got.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you will. Or you'll find the right investors or something, I'm sure. Like, you know. Especially, Uh,
1: I've seen what my competition is like, and uh, yeah, they're not gonna sell themselves quite easily to potential investors. But if I can keep control of everything in-house and grow organically, like, Small and then into a bigger business. I prefer to go that way, anyway.
2: Yeah, I think the results will will speak for themselves too, and I think that that hopefully that would create the demand.
1: Um, it has, in my limited experience so far here in uh, Syracuse, which is where I'm based out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a lot of people that they're looking for cannabis that has some psychoactive effects but they're looking for the medicinal benefits and mm-hmm. when you go talk to most pot peddlers and you say I need something that helps with this, they're going to say this this will get you high Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm focused more on are you looking for something
2: to calm you down are you looking for something to make you more energetic, are you looking for something for your backache yep which is what we need. I know so many people that, um, you know, maybe they have MS or maybe they have fibromyalgia. Um, and it's just, you know, so it's a constant struggle for them to find the right meds.
1: Absolutely. And, um, I haven't gotten too in-depth with it yet, but I've had initial studies with uh, a couple of patients that have digestive order disorders, like um, they will have periods of time where they cannot eat for like three or four days, mm-hmm. and some of the medical capsules that I've made have calmed those digestive disorders, which, I mean, we know that cannabis has the ability to help with irritable bowel syndrome and Crohn's and... Mm-hmm other digestive issues, but to see it happen firsthand and how quick it can change somebody's day, it's just, it's amazing.
2: I've seen it, you know, do that for a pregnant woman. Like, it's just, you know, it's night and day. Like, you know, somebody that's going from can't keep anything down, feeling awful, smoke a little bit, and now, you know, she can eat and go to sleep and relax and, you know, not throw up.
1: It's amazing. I Wouldn't it be a shame if we could just easily go purchase that anywhere?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the, like, not have, like, a stigma around it of, like, oh, she's pregnant and smoking weed. It's like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it doesn't actually, like, transfer, like, calm down people. <laughs> it's cool. You know, honestly, I would say that if uh, on an occasion where
1: somebody cannot physically eat, the damage that would come from that's probably going to be worse.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even not pregnant. <laughs> you know, our bodies require re- regular feedings, and if you that, if that doesn't happen, like, other weird shit happens. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was just reading an article the other day talking about how
1: our age is tied to our gut health. Ooh. Um, and so, like, to make sure that you feel the best that you can the longest taking care of your guts is, like, a priority.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I know, like, um, I I don't know much of my biological father side, but I know that there was colon issues, <laughs> and I I have a strong feeling that that was, you know, just from, like, not eating correctly and just not exercising, not giving a shit. Uh,
1: Literally. Well, I mean, for the longest time, we did eat, uh, as a nation, like, hot dogs every single day. Yeah. And God knows what we put in those. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. And whatever else, like, and now it's like we all know that it's terrible. <laughs> now most of us do. There's still a certain selection of the population that has their fingers in their ears and refuses to listen. That's true, and it astounds me. It astounds me to this day how many people still smoke cigarettes.
1: Yeah, I I did for the longest time. Uh, I did too. And when I grew up, my parents both smoked. I picked them up when I was like 15 years old. Mom started buying me a carton a month, you know. But uh, luckily that was my 30th birthday present to myself. I quit. Good for Uh, you. (laughs) And that's been um, five years ago now. So we're doing all right. (laughs)
2: <laughs> good it took um some cancer scares for me like my my OBGYN was like oh by the way um if you keep doing this that low-grade hpv is gonna turn to cancer so maybe you should stop with that and also if you don't we're not gonna renew your birth control and i was like oh okay yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's,
2: that's a good reason as well. Yeah. So, something about like high blood pressure in the fam, you know, like, okay, fine. Like, let's take this seriously now and stop with it. And it was hard, but like, it was one of those, like, then I stopped and I was like, oh, wow, that was super gross. Yeah,
1: I don't know when it happened, but there was a point in time where like cigarette smell started making me nauseous mm-hmm. instead of making me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you had that.
2: Yeah, no idea. Especially like um, going into a restaurant or going into like um, uh, like a room or something that has it on there. It's like, oh, that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, very mm-hmm. much so. Uh, I used to hang out with a friend. He smoked like a chimney and I would come home and have to change my clothes cuz I would be so caked with the smell from it.
2: Ugh. It gets everywhere. It gets in your hair. Even if you're not smoking, it gets in your hair. It's like, you know, I mean, it so like a campfire does too, but at least a campfire is pleasant.
1: Yeah. Of course, you know, honestly, this, you know, people could probably say the same thing about me rolling around smelling like a skunk 90% of the time, so I guess I shouldn't say
2: anything. No, there's a difference. <laughs> there is a difference. Well, there, you know, yes, when you first smoke, maybe you you smell like marijuana on you or in your car and your whatever. But like it airs out like it doesn't linger like cigarettes or um, I don't know, meth or whatever. Like it just it, it it just doesn't like and I and I've I've proven this everywhere. I've smoked in hotel rooms you know, across this goddamn nation and <laughs> um the only time I've ever gotten in trouble was when it was cigarettes and <laughs> when I shouldn't have been smoking cigarettes. Like the weed smell always airs out.
1: Uh, yeah, it does. And it's a little bit faster about getting away. Yeah. Uh, I've even especially if you're you're crafting, you get into like the dryer vaping and stuff, sure. you can consume in instantly and nobody'd ever know.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love my, my dry herb vape thing, but, like, I got the little one because I got it just for, you know, coming back from work, and, it, you know, so it doesn't hold enough, doesn't have enough of a charge, you know, I'm like, eh, I need a bigger one. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I know what you're talking about. I have three DynaVat fat and I will load them all up whenever I'm doing a vape session because I need about five of them to get where I want to be, and... it's about a half a gram so i mean that's uh, honestly a lot better than a joint or something else but it's it it gets to be time consuming somewhat whenever you're at a higher level i need one of them volcanoes so i can get those big turkey baster bags
2: there you go (laughs) what's your preferred method of consuming all of them (laughs) like at once Give me an edible? Uh, Well,
1: not necessarily at once, but I mean, I I will have a bowl, I'll take a hit out of it, I'll set the bowl down, I'll turn around, I'll decide I want to take a dab, I'll do a dab. (laughs) I take edibles on the daily. Um, I have problems with anxiety, Mm. and the easiest way to help with that is to try to stay at a pretty consistently high level. Yeah. Um, So that way the cannabis, the THC, it still does what I need it to, but it doesn't make me any more anxious. And so, I mean... It's pretty much just what I don't want to do. And that's smoke tar resin. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or get drunk. Yeah.
1: Or get drunk. Yeah, no, we don't do that anymore.
2: No yeah. No, that's not that's not a good path. Like, I my husband's had problems with it. I've had issues with it in that, like, I would drink, like, a whole bottle of wine and then be like, I'm not drunk yet. And then I'm like, wait, this is a problem. So, um... But yeah, it's, it's, just, and I'm just, I'm too old. I'm just too old. Like I have like a couple glasses and I'm like, eh, I feel like shit the next day. It's just not no, fun. Yeah.
1: That's, that's but. honestly a lot better wake up call than what I had. Mm. when I realized I was putting too many miles on the, the truck. I didn't remember. Oh. I was, um, I was getting into drinking stuff that wasn't made for drinking like
2: Listerine which does the trick, but it's not really the best way to go about living your life. No, uh, I realized that I had actually fallen into what, you know, I always thought
1: I would be free from, which was the depths of addiction, and it did take quite a little bit of uh, rearranging of my life to be able to, to get away from that.
2: Wow. And did did you go through this while married? Like, was your wife...
1: Uh, so yeah, we actually—that um, was that was one of the bigger wake-up calls. Was she was she said she got tired of waiting for me to get my stuff together and she was leaving. And I, uh, I found the strength that I needed to to be able to get out of the bottle. Realized that I
2: was the cause of my own problems. Put on my big boy bridges and fix my shit. Yeah, good. It's amazing what happens when you stop excusing everything away or trying to.
1: Well, and that was it. I happened to cross a book um, the name of Rational Recovery. And I can't say that it's for everybody because it's the exact opposite of what helps most people, hmm. but it was exactly what I needed.
2: Mm. Good. Rational Recovery, that's the name Rational of the book? Rational Recovery. Good. Yeah, I know that uh, a lot of people, like, you know, tr- start off with AA or... Um, whatever, and then they're like, oh, I can't hang with all this god shit and whatever else, and it's like, yeah, there's other things, and then, but, yeah.
1: Well, AA, uh, I've, my, my mom's went there her whole life, and she's been an alcoholic her whole life, just like they told her <laughs> that she was. She would never be healed, so she goes and she drinks, and she feels a bad about it, and then she goes back to AA. Oh. I mean... And that's what I saw from a lot of people over the course of my youth. Yeah. So whenever I fell into that same trap, I knew that wasn't the way out for me.
2: Right. Yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. But uh, yeah, I can only say it from an outside perspective. I went to a few AA meetings, like as a as a guest. So um, you know, it was it was eye opening in that it was like, oh wow you know, I could definitely easily be here as well. So.
1: Oh, yes. I Mm -hmm. mean, people don't realize exactly how easy it is to slip into that. And I'll be honest, I mean, most people are already addicted to their cell phone. If you were to take it away
2: from them, they would have mental breakdowns. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Well, and it's, you know, I don't even necessarily blame the cell phone because, you know, people, you know, spend a lot of time, you know, chatting on the phones even before we had cell phones that we could keep with us at all times. So it's always been something. Um, phones, TV, whatever. Like, you know, we always find something to distract us, um, you know, so that we don't have to pay attention to our children <laughs> or our real lives. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, it's just... It's true. Yeah, the cell phones definitely make it easy and they're pretty and shiny and colorful and... Um, it's it's hard it's it's super hard
1: well I think it's the instant dopamine hit that we can get from opening our phone and seeing that somebody liked our picture yeah. the, the constant feedback from the information and I mean if we were my wife tries to remind me because I get into uh, worrying about time too much and she says why are you worried about time if you were doing this 100 years ago it would have taken us two weeks to drive from here to here you know times relative
2: yeah it is and it's just it always comes back to like does it make you happy (laughs) if it doesn't make you happy then why are you doing it
1: Uh, you know and I think that's really it Um, even though I can't say the the direction I'm going is the most productive at this moment or the safest choice um, I couldn't be unhappy anymore
2: Right. I agree. And
1: the the community from whenever I moved forward on Instagram because I was always just kind of like a, a island in the middle of an ocean. I've never talked to people about this stuff. I worked on it by myself. My family didn't condone it, my friends didn't condone it. And when I came on Instagram and I walked into this ocean of <laughs> other people, and I'm like, "Where the fuck have I been?" <laughs> <laughs> Did you
2: feel like the oldest person in the room? Because I felt like the oldest person. I was like, oh my gosh. Sometimes. (laughs) Uh,
1: But there are definitely those amongst us that are getting into the Instagram and realizing and they're of an even older generation. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing to see everybody kind of opening up and coming together for the first time.
2: Yes. Worldwide. You know, it's not just, you know... It's not even just our continent. Like you know, there's people in Germany. There's people in everywhere. Oh, a- absolutely! I've actually uh, I've had people
1: asking me if there was any way I could help them out in other countries, and I'm like, nah, I'm 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 sorry. Yeah,
2: not set up yeah. for that yet.
1: <laughs> nah, no, I don't I don't know that we will ever be. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, especially I mean, New York just has some of the super funnest laws.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's 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 some good sides and some bad sides to being up here. Yeah. Uh, at least we can smoke while we're walking down the street now.
2: Yeah. That's a good thing. I missed that from the Boston area days.
1: <laughs> well, it's something that you gotta take advantage of, too, because otherwise, I mean, what's even the police
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're there or whatever, like, I just um yeah I'm always in my car anyway so oh, okay. <laughs> because that's that's just I don't know maybe growing up in the Phoenix area um you know you have to have a car to get anywhere so like the closest that I moved to Boston I lived in Arlington for a while and um even then I had my car um I would do stuff where you know I would like leave the car go take the train do whatever Um, but for the working and all that stuff, like, I still, um, I, you know, I, I had a car and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I've never been without myself. Wow. Uh, I just find that city parking is a lot harder than country parking when you drive a pickup truck, so I will park as far away as I need to to do it safely, and I just, you know, light up on the trip in.
2: Yeah. But now i've seen that you have actually gotten to be quite the gardener in your tent recently <laughs> i'm trying
1: that first bit of pollen so that i can go through with preserving it in uh flower and in the freezer after that uh, everything else would just be pollinating my whole room
2: <laughs> yeah so you have to pretty much chuck it right after that
1: yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, I get viable pollen. There has been one case where uh, my pollen, I, the plant just grew too fast. The the females were probably going to be another month, and I just I couldn't have the fresh pollen that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, you know, there's. I'm trying to also grow sensimilla. If I weren't worried about all my seedless flower, mm-hmm. I just put them together. You know.
2: Yeah. But quality,
1: exactly. Yeah. I mean, I got as fun as having seeds are. They're not going to help me that much right now.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a question, and it, it escaped me because, like, yeah, I haven't even smoked recently. God damn it. Oh, it'll come. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> what um what's been the most fascinating thing about the autoflowers that you've come across
1: um they're honestly they're vicar uh so whenever i first read about autoflowers i remember the article talking about they were the quintessential ditch weed. like people bought a bunch of lowrider seed and yeah. they were not happy with what came and they'd be driving down the road and chuck it out the window and it started growing in the ditches and that's where the term ditch week came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and somewhere about five years ago I started reading about these high quality ones and it wasn't until about two years ago I was like, you know what, maybe maybe they've come far enough to where they're worth taking a look into. Yeah. My God, yeah. they're they're night and day from what they used to be. Uh that's what I I've hear. got all sizes all shapes all terp levels all you know all potency levels yeah it's it's just a flower without needing to go down in light is all
2: yeah do you um like have recommended breeders or places that you would like recommend for people that are looking for these Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, so Mephisto is always going to be uh, the number one recommendation. They've been doing the higher quality seeds for about ten years, and they've got a lot of uh, further generations, meaning that they've bred them, inbred them about uh, seven or eight times to make sure that all the seeds come out really similar. Mm-hmm. Um, also, no automatics. I will say, all day, every day, no automatics. Uh, this guy uh full duplex happened to grow up right down the road from me in west virginia i didn't even know this i bought most of my breeding genetics from him because his stuff was just so phenomenal so vigorous so happy to be alive in the garden that i was like if i'm going to start breeding auto flowers these are a great place to start Hell yeah um, other than those two, uh, I've recently been doing a little bit of work with uh, Ethos, mm-hmm. and those plants are turning out to be very frosty and very large.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, I play with fast buds, but I don't take them seriously. I've had some of my favorite strains come from them, like gorilla cookies, mm-hmm. but I've also had some of the worst weed I've ever grown come from their seeds, too. So... Yeah,
2: and they're not fast. I, I've only grown one so far, and it took forever.
1: Yeah, there's that, too. Um, it's uh, There's, I would say that they're one of the more white-label breeders, so if you think, I love growing marijuana or uh, fast buds or, oh, there's another one.
2: Uh, seeds Crop, sing, Crop King.
1: Yeah, uh, them. Uh, Seedsman brand as well, Seedsman. Uh. Their brand, I'm pretty sure, white label. Mm. Uh, but if you're sticking with the Gnome Automatics, the Mephisto, Night Owl seeds, Atlas, Atlas, I, you know, honestly, I, I've every single plant of theirs that I've grown has been in a Pringles can, and they do fantastic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my Atlas, my fruit by the foot is amazing. Like she looks so beautiful. I'm so happy with her. <laughs> I can't wait for her to mature. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm uh, very ecstatic to to hear that because fruit by the fruit is the one that I have not grown yet, mm. and uh, all the other ones I've gone through, they they seem to be really good, especially for the fact that a lot of us got them for free from Multiverse.
2: Yeah, I've I yeah I've got a bunch of them for free from Multiverse. I'm sending one. I'm swapping some seeds with someone in Germany, and I'm sending one to him because like I have a duplicate, and I'm like, here you go, bud. <laughs> um so yeah like I can't wait but I remember my question now um what kind of what what kind of steps do you take for sustainability or you know renewable resources in your grow?
1: So um that's a good question. I am working towards going to a completely reusable soil where I just re-amend it. Uh, I have already gotten to where i can do that with bone meal and blood meal but i came into a little bit of a moral conundrum because i like to advertise my medicine it's vegan and i can't grow it in slaughterhouse byproducts and feel like a good person when i sell it as vegan so i just threw all that knowledge out the window i'm not doing it no more uh i've heard that i can get similar effect out of alfalfa meal or alfalfa pellets for like rabbits Mm. and i'm just trying to find a good source for that to try to work it in and at that point it's just taking tap water and watering my plants and no runoff no no anything um compost the leaves and reuse them for more fertilizer next year
2: heck yeah Or give them to the worms.
1: (laughs) Give them to the worms. Worms make the compost anyway.
2: (laughs) Yep. Yep. A lot faster than normal. Unless you have that perfect conditions for for the compost, for the heat and stuff.
1: Yeah, well, it's, I'm trying to plan out a uh, compost area. Um, mm-hmm. I've recently learned how well composters the black uh, soldier fly is. Uh. And you can buy them, put them in the, the thing. They will go out, they will come back, they will breed more. Mm. And uh, then I can feed them to the chameleon.
2: There you go. He'll be and happy it. with that. Is he going to be your uh, spokes pet?
1: uh the the chameleon yeah yeah he doesn't speak much though like
2: well he doesn't have to you can speak for him i'm pretty sure you can
1: (laughs) i I do i do i speak for him i just i just ask him isn't that right and then take his silence as yeses
2: yeah yeah just imagine his conversation i do that with my cats well except that one of my cats actually is very vocal and will will chat with me back and you know meow, 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 meow. <laughs> okay buddy.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you get better advice than i do i have to call and ask the cat some questions one time
2: <laughs> it's possible like i mean he does sleep a lot and uh but yeah no he's 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 so involved and him and the baby are like bffs like just the cat ridiculously will come in, and he's all over the changing table. He wants to be there while the kid's there. And when we're reading the kid a story goodnight, the kitty's in there with us. Like, yeah, a family emotional support pet.
1: <laughs> it's good to have those.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's a good cat, and he's great with pest management. So we'll keep him around.
1: That's why I originally got my first cat way back in the day Well Rusty was probably the best mouser that I'd ever had.
2: Aww. was he a tab like a ginger?
1: Uh, yeah he was he was a red and red cat nice. like uh, red and white yeah or orange and white rather
2: yeah awesome. All right well I gotta I gotta go get my kids soon so um tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Uh, so I am found on Instagram at tryon.thc. Uh, right now, the website for the company, tryonverbalconcepts.com, is live. I just haven't gotten into it much because web development melts my brain. Uh, but if you go on there and you sign up for the newsletter, whenever the business starts becoming a little bit more legitimate, there will be information on how you could, say, buy my genetics or have some of my completely legal, non-psychoactive CBG flowers your way.
2: Ooh. And if you're into website and help and want to help him, that's where you can find him.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, you know, we're all just trying to make our way through this the best that we can. Yep. And if anybody's got any questions, that's pretty much what I do. It's just try to help people out when I can if it doesn't take me out of my way too much.
2: Absolutely. And you you really, you're amazing. You you give great advice, and I personally really appreciate it. And, yeah, so hopefully somebody will help you with that. Like, I, you know, I put out a thing like, hey, you know, something about music for this program. And I got somebody that's like, yeah, here's a bunch of songs. Pick whichever one you want to use. And I was like, okay, thank you. (laughs) So sometimes you just have to ask and, you know, but... All right, well, th- oh, thank you for coming on. I'm glad I asked you to do this.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
2: All right. And I'm going to... All right. Well, that's my buddy, Tryon. He's he's a good guy. He's very knowledgeable, very friendly, very approachable. If you have any questions, he he's your guy. So, um, yep. Uh, so and the the song at the beginning was talk about. It's called the song is called talk about, and it's by my buddy J Nephilim. You can find them on Instagram at Jay Nephilim. That's at J, N E P H I L I M. Jay Nephilim, and yeah, so doing kind of a different approach to this podcast. Oh, where <laughs> one. I do what I always do where I start a topic and then I like stop in the middle of it. And I'm like, oh, by the way, remember how like that middle part of this segment of, of this, you know, show of this uh, interview with Tryon got a little weird and quiet there for a while. I didn't know what happened, uh, but I noticed it and I'm glad that I caught it. Uh, I'm sorry, Tryon, that I, you know, kind of spaced out there and wasn't listening, especially when he was trying to pay me a comment. I meant like, hey, let's talk about your garden. I'm like, ah what <laughs> hold on my mic isn't working I don't know why shit technical difficulties that's no fun so like I what I did was I just plugged it out and that's why um there's a huge difference between the first half of the podcast or the first like three quarters of it and in the last like you know whatever or the first two-thirds of it I don't know I'm not doing math um the first whatever versus the last whatever and i'm sorry and you know i just i got my microphone back i was so excited to use it and then i was trying it on speakerphone and you know so i'm just i'm figuring it out but the for whatever reason why it stopped working you know while we were chatting i don't know and that's really annoying so i'm gonna have to look into that awesome thanks guys i don't know I don't know who I'm thinking there. Like if I, it's not the microphone's fault. I don't think so. It's probably this adapter thing. You piece of shit. Anyway, that was fun in the podcasting recordings. Technical difficulties. This podcast brought to you by me, Angela Goods. Oh, by the way, yeah, Angela Goods. This is all fudged up. I love you, my little fudge pops. Just wanted to make sure I get that in in case I space out and forget. <laughs> so funny um yeah so but yeah trying a different segments where you know you know, this one I thought would be great to lead with my with the interview um, and then just kind of have a wrap up sesh at the end you know and if you listen to just this far you know thank you if you have any questions or you want to follow me and don't know where you can find me on Instagram at Miss G Growing that's at M S-G G-R-O-W-I-N-G Miss G Growing. You can always send me an email. Um the which would be uh goodsfunnygirl at gmail.com uh g o o d s f u n n y g i r l at gmail.com and yeah I think that's pretty much my plugs got the song plugs i hope talk about jay nephilim Want to make sure i got that in again um still trying out some new songs here and there so be on the lookout for that and yeah this show produced by me angela goods hi uh brought to you by angela goods paid for by angela goods And, um, you know, sole ownership of Angela Goods, (laughs) And by sole ownership, I mean, you know, I did all the work and then I put it out there and hope that people listen. And hopefully people find either inspiration from, information from, or entertainment with. You're welcome. So, that's that. I'm hungry. I'm going to go get some food. I hope you guys are having a great day, great week, great being <laughs> happy growing happy days i love you my little fudge pops and i'm sure you'll see me next see here um you know see me on instagram hear me on podcast form uh, probably we'll have another one out next week Till then bye